Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, well, now who, who do you know with all the power in the universe will destroy it? They'll go around doing stuff. He was just chilling, having his soup. He wasn't even having a four-star, five-star <laughs> meal in some flashy place. The guy had a farm, ate off, ate off the land, seasoned it with his yeah. salt, just eating, chilling. No TV, no nothing. <laughs> Man is proper. <laughs> no TV, no luxury. Lived in That's a shed. So true. Man, he's living like a wearing the same like clothes, bag- you know, proper with yeah, vegan clothes like... and all that as well. Man's proper just chilling, you know. Thanos <laughs> was chilling, and they came and bothered him. They came and bothered him. Leave him alone. Chucked his head off. Let Thanos chill. Oh, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Flicksters. I'm your host, Amar, and sat across me, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away, is Duval. <laughs> hey, Duval, how you doing? I'm doing good, you know, I'm doing really, really good. Apart from the wet, drizzly, dreary, dull English weather, I am doing dandy. Seen some films this week and I'm looking forward to talking and sharing my views on them. Nice. Okay, so listen, without further ado, without further ado, without further ado. Without further ado, Val. (laughs) Without further ado, Val, let's bring everyone episode number 64 Deval. so okay so first up what we're going to do is folks we always start the show off with some shout outs and then we get into film news and then we start talking about you know the good stuff the goodies all right so uh, before we do talk about anything else let's give out a shout out and Deval, who are we shouting out this week this week uh, we got a shout out for k james 17 so k james 17 otherwise known as good salonius uh, he responded to uh, a post on Instagram uh, about the Joker movie, which we reviewed uh, last week, I think it was. Yes. And uh, this this movie we're going to talk a bit more about in our movie news, but there's been a lot of talk about the Joker in recent uh, the recent couple of weeks, even before the Joker came out, lots of talk. And it has instigated more talk on social media. Uh, so KJM17 had a lot to say. I can't read it all out, but... He said that he thinks uh, that it's an Oscar-worthy performance, and he's he's highlighting the 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 important actually aspect of mental illness in movies that are really portrayed in a cliche way. And he believes that uh, this film sort of you know depicts mental illness uh, and the misunderstandings of mental illness in a different way because he feels that the Joker actually obviously is going through a mental illness uh, episode. And uh, the way it's depicted is almost, you know, realistic in the fact that his example is taken from Denzel Washington's film, I think it's called Flight, where Denzel Washington is an alcoholic, uh, a semi-functioning alcoholic pilot. And the way he says Denzel Washington acts as an alcoholic, he acts as if someone who was trying to hide the fact they're drunk. Whereas in films, when people are drunk, they tend to over-exuberate. Is that a word? I don't know. But they tend to go over the top. <laughs> they tend to go Music, over the top yeah. with the depiction of being drunk. So he was saying that the way the Joker was talking, was acting about being, obviously, having mental, uh, having a mental illness sort of breakdown was almost as if he's trying to hide the facts. So it was quite realistic. So he was, he was, mm. he was going deep, actually. And uh, he's actually, he's actually, yeah, man. He's, 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 he's put himself out there and said he wants to come onto the show. 
and he wants to guest star on the show. So you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, think about that and see if we can get him on the show and get him involved because he's got some exactly. some some really good points there. So if you're listening, good Slonius, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have yeah, to get definitely. you on the show and uh, see what you can do. But really good, really good input. Exactly. Yeah. And just on that. Yeah, yeah, really good input. Yeah, I mean, like I was, you know, following it on on our Instagram, and just on that, there, I'm not sure if you've kind of picked up on this, Devaldo, but there's kind of this kind of uh, on one side, you've got the people who absolutely love Joker. They are kind of admiring Joaquin Phoenix's performance, and they just say it's absolutely just blown people away. And then there's another group which I can't believe it, man. They they take the film apart and they say it's boring. They say it's long. They say you know that there's hype or it was it's all hype and i'm just like wow man i can't believe just how opposing these views are but i mean yeah man so k james 17 i mean yeah we, we totally agree with it we love the movie and we think you know the majority of our listeners agree with us as well so yeah so keep keep uh supporting us and keep uh kind of messaging us on instagram and letting us know how you you know what you think about these movies folks um and we'll speak about you on the show all right okay so now let's move on to movie news and devaldo we spoke about coming to america maybe about three episodes ago and we just kind of let everyone else out there know that eddie murphy he is back in america He's back, basically, coming to America, and um, he's going to be working on part two. It's going to be funny. He's going to have like kind of loads of the old school actors from the original one. But there's something different about this movie in the sense of who it's aimed at. And Deval, can you let us know a bit about that? Yeah, so Eddie Murphy himself, actually, just uh, I think he's been talking about his recent film coming up. Uh, who is Dol- who is Dol- uh, Dolomite? The Dolomite. Yes. Dolomite is my name, I think it's called. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically said that Coming to America 2 will be aimed at a slightly younger audience mm. uh, and it will be PG-13. Well, we all know that obviously a lot of film studios, especially Marvel, aim their films at a slightly younger audience. But saying that, I guess maybe the film isn't aimed at a younger audience, but it's made with a younger audience in mind because they sure. want to obviously capture as much of the audience as possible. And if more, you know, young people can go and see the film, that's another, you know, big slice of the demographic out there, which means more do re me. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember when Coming to America, when it came out, it was rated 15 because yeah, obviously there were yeah. some bits in there which were like, you know, I mean, the royal penis is clean. Like, <laughs> exactly. Know, stuff like that. I, d- I doubt if they're going to have anything like that in this day and age. Um, but yeah, so any more news on that one, we will definitely let, let you know, folks. Now, a movie that we spoke about, I think it was last week, we mentioned it because one of the directors in our anniversary corner movies was the director of this film. And it's really interesting to, to kind of read about this, Devado. So Training Day Part 2 is in the works. So tell me a bit more about this. Yeah, Training Day 2 is in the works. And uh, it's interesting because they're actually looking to make it a prequel. Oh yeah, so Training Training Day came out in two thousand and one, uh, starring uh, Denzel, who, who we mentioned actually just in the shout out, and also uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Ethan Hawke, and yeah. Um, yeah, this this is the film that got Denzel Washington his uh, his first mate sort of you know leading Oscar uh, award, and really really good film, um, and just sort of goes and shows the. The, the journey of a police officer who is, you know, he's hardcore. He's doesn't play by the rules. He's just a different kind of police officer, you know, or detective. And uh, yeah, th- this 
Training Day 2, supposed to be a prequel, which shows the events before uh, what we saw in Training Day. So it kind of, I guess it will show how he was shaped to be what we sure. saw. And uh, never guess who they're thinking of, of, of giving, the, <laughs> giving the role to. Uh, who? What? No, tell me. Oh, uh, I know, Michael B. Jordan. No. Mm-mm. Think closer to home, as in Denzel's home. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! His yeah. son. <laughs> oh, well, so my he, gosh. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's his son. It just exactly, makes perfect sense exactly. now. Exactly. His son was in uh, Black makes... Klansman. He's going to be in uh, in yeah. Tenet. Uh, uh, Christopher. Um, Christ- Christopher Nolan's yeah, Christopher film. Nolan's, uh, yeah, he's uh, going to be in a few other films as well. It, yeah. So his 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 stock is rising. So why not give it to a younger version yeah, of the man. actor? <laughs> yeah, Denzel Washington. So that, that could be a good. That could be a good look. Sense. Could be a good look. Oh gosh, it sounds interesting. That one, yeah, Defo King Richard, set for a 2020 release. Devaldo, tell me a bit oh, more about man. this, and tell me who is looking likely to you know play the lead in this well king richard i'm not sure if we've, we've spoken i think we've spoken a little bit about this in the past but king richard is a biograph biography is that what you say like a, a, a real life a biopic biopic <laughs> a biography is a, a book isn't it yeah <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> so it's a biopic of of uh, richard williams who is the father of serena and venus or venus and serena i should say in age order but uh, it shows it, it depicts the story of him and how he raised uh, his daughters to become the world, you know, the world leading tennis players. And wow. uh, so it's called King Richard because he's obviously a he's a he's a gangster of a character. <laughs> I don't mean gangster yeah. as in crime. I mean he's he's just a top. You know, he's a hard guy. He's a hard guy. And so he's very tough on his daughters, and he wanted the best for them. But yep, it's going to be released in 2020. But the lead person, the person that's going to play Richard Williams is going to be Will Smith. I mean, yeah, I'm putting is... a question out there, guys, and let us know. Uh, I think I think we probably should put, put this on social media, but is Will Smith the right person to play Richard Williams? Have you seen Venus and Serena's dad? I, I, no, I haven't. Is, 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 there, is there like, I'm talking about body-wise, is there like a massive difference? Body-wise, Will Smith... <laughs> For me, it's a joke. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. For me, it's a joke. Yeah. Will Smith is very light in complexion. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, so think of like Serena, because I think Serena does look a bit like her dad in, in some ways. So the complexion, very dark, uh, just facial like features. It's just not there. I don't know how anyone saw Will Smith as an actor. Yeah, I'm not knocking his acting, but looks wise, you've got so many other actors that will just fit the mold who had the complexion of, of, and I know sometimes they say, Oh, you don't have to be exactly, you don't have to exactly look like the person, you know, kind of like blind casting. Yeah, no, yeah. mate. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. You know, Will Smith is we, just, are no, we seeing a no. bit of a resurgence of Will, man. Will is doing, uh, yes. yeah, I think he's kind yes, of, he's I more and more. And it, I, I remember Will was kind of, I was like thinking, you know, a while back, I was like, God, we haven't seen any Will Smith movies. And then obviously he's come back in Aladdin, obviously Gemini Man, which you're going to speak about later on. And he's, you know, obviously in this and, you know, there's other little bits and pieces that he's doing. Um, and just on that, I realised I've been I've been catching up on Cobra Kai, which is kind of like a follow up to Karate Kid, uh, the Karate Kid movies. And it's produced by Will Smith. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Okay. 
yeah so he's got his little fingers in lots of different things and but yeah it's just weird and oh, and obviously the big one Devaldo Bad Boys 3 we know is going to be coming yeah, out like yeah, soon. yeah yeah exactly exactly all right well let's keep an eye on this one and let's see if it turns out to be an ace <laughs> let's see <laughs> it could be a it could be a double fault <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yes. All right. Okay. Now we mentioned this next piece of news uh, a while back and you know what we were, it was another one, another one of those questions. Like, you know, we put it out there. We actually put this question out there on, on our Instagram page and it relates to the matrix. And one of the questions that we put out there is look, matrix four is going to be coming. And we said, should Keanu Reeves and should uh, Trinity be involved and like what else more can, can they come up with in their stories? And some people got in touch with us and they were like, yeah, no, we think it's done. And, you know, so there was kind of like a bit of back and forth. But now we've got some more casting news develop. And I want to know who, who have they picked up for this, uh, which is likely to be kind of like a big movie. Yeah. So for the yeah, Matrix, otherwise known as uh, Vanilla. Oh, no, it was Ice Cream. Ice Cream was the, wor- <laughs> was the working title. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so really good news, actually. So they've uh, picked up Yahya Abdul-Mateen. Uh, the name might be a bit inconspicuous for some but he is the person that played black manta on uh, aquaman and uh, if you saw us he was the father of the young girl at the start didn't have a massive role in us but he was in it nonetheless he he was also in baywatch with the rock and uh he played the sort of cop that was trying to you know that was investigating stuff uh in that one uh but yeah so yeah he's going to be playing a an unknown role actually uh so it, right. but a lead role nonetheless and his name sorry his is yaya abdul mateen the second let me get that right the second wow. yeah so okay people are the second <laughs> that's important, important. Yeah, so people are saying that he could be playing uh a version of morpheus maybe a younger version who knows but people Ooh, are saying that yeah who yeah. knows we don't know yet uh, we do know that neo and trinity uh keanu reeves and carrie amos are going to return in what capacity, I don't know, because they were supposed to have died, I guess, or I guess Neo kind of, I don't know what happened to him. He just seemed to glow all the time. I don't know. Just, But I know Car- Carrie Ann Moss, yeah. she got uh, impaled by the sort of, yeah, by some metal. So she, I know she died in it, in Matrix, right. but who knows what's going to happen, man? It could be another version of the Matrix. Who knows? It could be another version. So, Well, talking about version, what, this is a bit interesting. I just want to kind of add on to this piece of Matrix news that we've got. There could be another Matrix movie in the works, Devaldo. So just, just hear, hear me out of this one. So apparently a writer called Zach Penn, he was um, he was on the internet and he posted up on Twitter and he's apparently writing a another version of the matrix and this is what you had to say so this is zach penn who i've never heard of and you can probably get this on twitter or something this is what he says it says people keep asking so let me clarify there are two hashtag matrix projects at warner brothers i wrote one set earlier in the timeline of the matrix universe lana wachowski is directing a sequel that i did not work on but can't wait to see neither of them are reboots Oh shit! So the continuations. So, so this is just kind of another spanner in the work. So, you know, we know that, like you said, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, they're going to be returning, and now we know that um, Yaya, 
Yaha Yaya is Abdul Mateen the second is going to be in in the the Wachowski one, but this other guy Zach Penn he's working on one as well. So mm. wow, it's just like they they're working on him in tandem. So maybe the the Keanu Reeves one is kind of like the follow on, and the Zach Penn one is a prequel or who knows or whatever. I don't know. Interesting times, eh? interesting times so we'll definitely let you know uh what's the deal on that one folks but before we do let's speak about some horror news and sam raimi's in our news this week devaldo and um what's he doing you know what's he working on yeah sam raimi he's famously the person that brought us evil dead evil dead 2 uh, the spider original well yeah i guess you could say the original spider-man trilogy uh with uh yeah. what's his name uh, the young well he wasn't that young when it came out actually was he but uh, what was his name again the, the Spider-Man from his trilogy oh um, Maguire yeah Tobey Maguire yeah that one so yeah so uh, Sam Raimi directed that one as well and he's been involved with lots of different horror projects and, and so on uh, Drag Me to Hell and all that kind of stuff but yeah, yeah. yeah so Sam Raimi has confirmed a new Evil Dead movie is in the works mm. so uh, the original either that came out in oh my gosh was it 1980 oh my gosh yeah 1980 something wasn't it uh and then there was a reboot actually or a kind of reboot that came out in 2013 uh evil dead that was and who, uh was he attached to the that female, one as well? female character yeah he was yeah 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 he was oh, right okay he was attached to that one uh but yeah so there's a new one in the works and he said that this is going to be a another kind of fresh look at Evil Dead and we don't have much more information on that but it looks like Evil Dead is not going to remain dead uh, so it's going to be interesting to find out at, you know at, first of all when it's going to come out uh, who the characters are going to be I hear Bruce Campbell is not going to be involved in it as, as a like on screen but I think he's going to be involved producing right okay uh, but yeah this is going to be a fresh look at Evil Dead so Let's see if it's a continuation of the story in some way, or let's see if it's something totally new. Yeah, because I really like the Ash versus uh, Evil Dead. Um, yeah, that was funny. That was yeah, funny. it was funny. It went on for a couple of seasons, I think, uh, two or three seasons yeah. and stuff. So I like yeah. that one. So yeah, this is going to be interesting. And we'll definitely let you know, folks, what the deal is up with that one. So now let's check out what's going on in Sony's corner. So Sony uh, and head of Sony, um, Amy Pascal, she's been talking about the Sinister Six movie Devalda and people's lips are like oh my gosh oh my gosh Sinister Six what does this mean Deval tell us about the Sinister Six and what was Amy like talking about <laughs> Sinister that was creepy by the way Six <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sinister Six <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Sinister Six, Sinister uh, Six. Spider-Man. So we've had... You said Sinister, Sinister Six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a bit of Sinister Six, you know. <laughs> Straight up sex just ain't for me. It's got to be a bit sinister, you know. Sinister. <laughs> but, um, Go on. <laughs> but yeah, so... Yeah, Sinister Six, it should be happening. Yeah, so we've seen from the Andrew Garfield movie, there was, they were yeah. laying up, you know, there were, they were literally, it was literally going to happen. They had Electro, they had Rhino, mm. uh, they had uh, the sort of, I think there was a bit of a post credit scene where they had 
Not even a post credit. Was it post credit scene? But there was a scene where the, the camera sort of panned and you saw these suits. Yeah, then just didn't happen. But uh, in the Tom Holland version of Spider Man, there still is a good chance because Amy Pascal is now saying that yes, we've you know we've had this in our mind for a while, and it's something that we want to explore going forward. She's not like you know put a rubber stamp on it. But she's pretty much saying, yeah, this could happen. So of the Sinister Six, Sinister Six characters in Spider-Man consist of six sort of, you know, villainous, uh, I wouldn't say heavyweights, but six villainous characters that are always in Spider-Man's radar, always trying to put, you know, get him down. And uh, the sort of, the roster has changed now and again. But, uh, you know, a lot of the times it's Dr. Octopus, Electro, Craven the Hunter, Sandman, Vulture, Mysterio, and sometimes it changes slightly. So you get the, you get the chameleon who's sometimes involved. Uh, maybe Hydro Man might be involved as opposed to Sandman. But uh, so far in the in the Tom Holland Spider Man, we've yeah. seen Vulture, we've seen uh, we've yeah. seen uh, Mysterio, uh, we've seen um, what's his name Gorgon something Gorgon the oh. the uh, Shocker. We've seen Shocker. He was he he was the the guy. Uh, in Tom Holland Spider Man, the, the black guy with the bald head that got the sort of shock yeah, yeah, glove yeah, thingies. Yeah. yeah. And then we've seen, uh, there's, there was another guy that was in the prison uh, when at the end of Spider Man Homecoming, the guy was asking Vulture, Oh, have you seen Spider Man? And he was like, Well, if I knew where he was, I would kill him myself. Right. That guy's a character. Yeah, I forgot which one he is actually, but he is, uh, his real name in Spider Man is the real name oh, of one okay. of the Sinister Six villains. And I think he may be, is he Shocker? No, he's not Shocker. He's someone else. It escapes, but basically he's another version. He's another Why? character from the Sinister Six yeah, roster. So, so we're seeing about so, four so far. Obviously we haven't seen Dr. Octopus. We haven't seen Electro in Tom Holland's yet, but we've seen him in Andrew Garfield. We haven't seen Craven the Hunter yet. Uh, but... But yeah, let's see what happens, you know? Let's see what happens. And just on that, so the vulture, when he's in prison, why, I mean, is there a reason why, and is this related to the comics? I mean, I don't know. Is there a reason why he doesn't give Peter Parker up? Because he knows his identity. Yeah, he's got, he's got a bit, you know, the vulture, he's got, he's got, he's got honour. He has, he he lives by a code, you know, from the start of Homecoming, he was like, said to his men, you know, yeah, you got you got jobs, you got jobs, man. You, you got jobs, follow me, we got jobs, you can clean up the town, you know. And he's like, you know, I promised these guys jobs. So when, when Tony Stark's people came to ruin his his situation, he felt bad for his people because yeah. he promised them jobs. And he's the sort of person, if he says something, he's going to do it. And he lives by a sort of code. So when Spider-Man saved his life, he kind of owed Spider-Man. He owes him, yeah. You know, and also he saved his daughter's life. When sure. The, they went to the Washington Monument well, yeah, and exactly. it sort of nearly nearly blew up and he saved his daughter's life. So he kind of felt like he owed him one. So he that's why he, he left his identity because he kind of owed him one and sort of left it there. Uh, so I think that's, that's he's got a bit of a code, even though he's a, he's a villain. He's still, end of the day, he's a dad. You know, he, he, he's got yeah. a good side to him, a bit of conflicts in his, in his morality. But, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good guy, I think deep down deep down all right okay so yeah we'll we'll obviously keep an eye on that one and yeah whenever they release they start releasing you know information about sinister six then definitely we will let you know folks now 
Let's speak about Joker, Devaldo. Now, we spoke about Joker at length last week, and it's a movie that we and many other people around the world really, really, really like. Now, can you just tell us a bit more about what that meant for the box office and how does it compare to other movies that were released this time last year or around about sem- you know, similar time uh, and maybe for, for other kind of like studios? Can you tell us just a bit more on that? Yeah, sure I can. Yeah, so... Joker, yeah, like we say, it's it's dividing some of the critics, uh, and it's a good thing. It's got people talking, yeah, you know. But I liked it, you liked it, and it looks like many other people liked it too. So it's so far it beat the pre-sales for Venom, which mm. Venom last year October done really really well, yeah. And it's also beaten I think one of the one of the uh, records for a Monday in October. Done that as well. Uh, overall, so far worldwide, it's grossed uh, 129 million. So far, it's been out for I think two, two weeks, weeks, yeah. If that, yeah, if if like, barely two weeks, it's been out for, and it's done 129 million so far worldwide box office. And uh, but the budget for the film was 55 million, yeah, it's so it's more than doubled it in two weeks, and it's got a bit way to a bit way to go still. Uh, and the thing that really shocked me, the thing that really shocked me was that on IMDb, which many people respect, IMDb currently has joker sitting at number three whoa of its best 250 film uh list number three is very high yeah you know i saw online somewhere it said number eight when i actually checked it i'd gone up to number three so number one shawshank number two is godfather i believe or godfather two okay number three is Joker. People Guess what number four it. is? Guess what number four is? No, what? No, I, I, I'm shit with this. Tell me what. I can't guess. The, There's just too many. Number three and number four are films with the Joker, Dark oh, Knight. Yes. Number four is... The Dark Knight. So Knights. these two Jokers... <laughs> clowns to the left of me, Jokers <laughs> to the right, just like you put on the post. It seems like, you know, the, the compelling characters are the Joker. The Joker was obviously the main yeah, character right? in this film. In The Dark Knight, it was meant to be Batman, I guess, but the Joker stole the show. And, you know, that's number four. Yes. That's really high. Think of all the good films out there. It, it's really high, you know? I know. I know. And it just goes to show you that this... But, Devaldo, look, hear me out on this one. This character, this this person, right, this character deserves only the best treatment. So you had Heath Ledger won an Oscar for it and he gave a performance of a lifetime. And now you've got um, Joaquin Phoenix who's just given all he can to this role and I'm telling you, man, it's absolutely amazing. Now, just on this, is I think it's very interesting that another person who played the Joker, which we didn't even mention, believe it or not, last week, was Jared Leto and he's been in the news and he, apparently, apparently he's kind of like felt a bit sidelined by Warner Brothers, DC, <laughs> and he's kind of like been upset apparently. So my little birdies mm. are telling me that this guy, this cat, right, Jared Leto, you know, has been kind of upset and sulking a little bit. But I mean, at the end of the day, his performance in, um, oh, the Suicide, suicide, yeah, suicide Squad, squad mm. it was... I, I I admit he yeah he needed to be given kind of like a bit more of a bigger canvas like you know he didn't have a lot but his one was wacky it was crazy but I just don't know right if he's ever going to get a chance to play the Joker in this in that way ever again. 
Nah. And also, do remember that uh, a lot of his scenes were cut yes. out of Suicide Squad. Uh, and yes, yeah, so I think obviously he was directed to do it a certain way. And I don't think it's totally his fault. If he was directed or given the the blank canvas that almost, you know, Joaquin was given, yeah. it could have been, in, obviously he's a, he's a good performer as well. Yeah. He could have maybe done well, but I think Joaquin still would have done better. But, uh, the, the, but you know, the Joker, uh, Jared Leto's Joker is still supposed to have a film coming out, you know? Oh. <laughs> he is still supposed to have his own film coming out at some point. So there's going to be, literally clowns to the left of you and jokers to the right you know <laughs> the jokers coming all mm. over the place so it's so so basically this this dc movie that they've just come up with joaquin's it's it's not connected to anything and it was just a one-off right exactly correct right okay so folks there you have it so so maybe jared leto he signed on for his suicide squad role and then they were like yeah jared don't worry we're gonna kind of give you like yeah. you know, another big movie to kind of think about uh and who knows and who knows but i mean after heath ledger and now working phoenix it's just like oh my gosh man this is like can this be topped who knows who knows uh all right okay so um folks let's speak about uh one of um uh, a really interesting film director, a director that we really like on the show. And we speak about a lot about him, you know, when it comes to Marvel and when it comes to his other projects, but Taika Waititi's next movie or a movie that he's going to be working on, who knows when it's going to be coming out is, is interesting about what's it called and who's going to be starring in it. Yeah. So Taika Waititi's next film or one of his next films, cause he's just doing so much is going to be called yeah. next goal wins. Mm. And this film, uh, we, we sort of mentioned it a few weeks ago. This uh, depicts the story of uh, a Samoan football team. And this football team, <laughs> this, <laughs> this football team needed some work. Uh, basically, in 2001, uh, they, <laughs> they lost a, a World Cup qualifying football match against Australia. They lost it 30 right. I think thir oh, 32 nil. Geez. I think it was. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 32 nil. I mean, that's mad. That's like, uh, it's like, they were like scoring a goal every minute. It's crazy. <laughs> every three minutes there was a goal. Yeah. Every three minutes there was a goal. So oh that's crazy. Gosh. So yeah. So they had to go back to the drawing board and uh, from 2001, they had a, a target to try and qualify for the Brazil World Cup in 2014. So this film depicts the story of uh, of the Simone, you know, the Football Federation hiring a Dutch coach who's going to be played by Michael Fassbender, who's going to go down to right. Samoa and try and get them to qualify for the World Cup 2014. Now, we all know <laughs> they obviously didn't make it because in 2014 they weren't there, but this will show just how close they got. Or it would, it would just show the progression from being thrashed 32-0 to maybe maybe losing 3-0 in a match. That'd be success, you know, for them. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Any, I don't know anything about the Samoan football team. I know in Samoa, they're more yeah. famous for rugby and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, let's see. I mean, it should be, there'll be a lot of wit, a lot of, you know, comic comedy to it. Uh, but at the same time, Definitely. there'll be some drama. And uh, yeah, let's see how it turns out. But Elizabeth Moss, sorry to answer your question. <laughs> to answer your question, Elizabeth Moss is now in talks uh, to star right, in that okay. film alongside Michael Fassbender. So, yep. Nice. 
Should be should be a good one, that one. All right, okay, so now we're going to be closing off uh, film news. But before we do, I just want to kind of quickly mention this one, Devaldo. Now, we've mentioned this on the show before. We're, we're big fans of, of He-Man. I was, uh, I am a big fan of the 1987 film version of He-Man, Master of the Universe, starring Dolph Lundgren. I think that came <laughs> out in 1987. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, so, so the big news was, and we kind of mentioned this about three or four months ago, that there is going to be a reboot in the works. And they picked up this kid. Uh, I think his name is Noah Centineo. Yep, Centino, right. I think his yep. name is. Yeah, I think he's been like if if you search for him on Netflix, a lot of his movies come up. And you know what? He's an up and coming actor, and and it looks like as if you know he's been chosen because you know he's not a massive massive star yet but he's on the verge of it and he's got that kind of face and maybe he can bulk up and like mm. kind of you know do I, thought, I thought he was chosen because that- uh because he has the power, power. <laughs> i'm sure he has but check this out the power now might not be on the big screen it may be a netflix exclusive oh. and this is really yeah this is really interesting because there's a lot of this shit going on, right? So where films are being announced and they're saying, yep, we're going to get a big film theatrical release, but then all of a sudden something happens and then Netflix, they get involved and they're like, no, let's have it. And this happened with kind of like Mowgli, it happened with Cloverfield and it happened most recently with The Irishman. That was going to be a, like a big theatrical release because it's Martin Scorsese. But then obviously uh, Netflix, they came on board and they were like, no, we'll pump some money into it. And now it's just a Netflix exclusive. So apparently the Master of the Universe, it's going to happen. We will definitely get to see it, but it may just be a Netflix movie. I'm not sure how people would take that. Maybe they want to see it on the big screen and they don't want to kind of watch it at home. For me, either way, it doesn't really matter. I get to watch a movie that, you know, I've been kind of interested in for years. But um, yeah, so... um, and also that ties in, maybe there's another reason why Netflix won it is because it ties in with Kevin Smith's animated version of uh, she Oh, yeah. Who knows? That's clever. Yeah, true. Yeah, kind of like a little double, you know, like a little double entry there. Like, you know, you watch she and then you can watch Master of the Universe. So, you know what? I think it's all good. The fact that it's getting made, I reckon the kid's going to do really well. Um, we'll just keep you posted on that one. Mm, interesting. I wouldn't mind watching it on Netflix, actually. I mean, you know, it's it's where we are getting our content nowadays. Yeah. And like, yeah, for you and I, obviously going to the movies is a big thing because obviously we would love to watch movies on the big screen yeah. and, you know, we review them and stuff. But, you know, there is something special as well as just watching it at home. So um, we shall keep you posted. Right. Okay, folks, let's now take a look at... Now, top five, top five, top five, dead or alive. Top five. Okay, so in at number five is a movie that we spoke about three or four weeks ago. Brad Pitt traveling into space, trying to find his father, trying to find figure out what's happened to his father who went missing 20, 30 odd years before him. And this is Ad Astra. And wow, I'm surprised it's still in the in the in the top ten, yeah, Dorado. It's, it's taken right. five and a half million. Mm. It's done all right. It's done all right. I think this one's been a bit of a word of mouth one, bit of a trickler rather than a you know, uh, exploded onto the scene. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good film. I think I need to see it again, actually, because I fell asleep. But it's a good yeah, film. <laughs> defo. Yeah. Yeah, Defo. And a movie that I definitely need to watch, and I just basically haven't had a chance to watch this. This is Hustlers. So it's taken 6.1 million in the UK. J-Lo's probably biggest movie. 
you know, this side, uh, you know, of the Atlantic and that side of the Atlantic, although I'm not on the Atlantic, so <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm speaking from your behalf. Um, but yeah, so this is Hustlers and it's done all right as well. And possibly word of mouth, people are going out and watching it and letting other people know about it. Uh, good reviews. There was talk of awards, you know, heading you know to jlo jlo's way i don't know you know what's happening with that maybe as we get closer and closer to to oscar time which is i think happens in february yeah you know february March, maybe yeah. she does get nominated uh in at number three which has taken a shitload of money which i'm really surprised about well actually i'm not surprised about this is downtown abbey it's taken 23 million 23 million, 23 million. Divided, and wow. this is this is based on a TV show which is on Netflix, right? Yeah, uh, no, uh, Downton Abbey comes on ITV in the UK. Oh, right, mm. okay. I think you're thinking of The Crown on Netflix. Sorry, The Crown, that's The Crown. So, Downton Abbey is like a big show in the UK. Um, like millions of millions of people tune in to watch the show, and now they made a film version because obviously, why not? And it's made loads of money, so there could be a Downton Abbey part two, who knows. Um, now this is a new entry for us, Devaldo. I haven't seen it. I don't know much about this movie. It's taken two million. It's taken quite a lot, actually. It's called Judy. Have you? Do you know what this is? I was meant to see it, and we had a massive, massive rainstorm in the UK, and I Ooh. didn't get a chance because everything was flooded. But this is the story of Judy Garland, and it's played by Re- uh, Renee Zellweger. Right, uh, okay. Judy Gar- Garland, obviously famed for. Uh, the Wizard of, Oz Wizard of Oz and other projects and singing and so on but it tells her story it's meant to be quite good it's meant to be quite good so I, I did want to mm. see it I'll probably get to see yeah, it another biopic. time but oh, you know what I yeah, like number biopics two. yeah I know you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah so alright so that's number two and the UK's number one movie is Joker it's taken 12 and a half million at the UK box office it's doing really really well Deval just kind of mentioned how much it's doing worldwide and it's set to be you know, a big, big hit for, for DC. Uh, and, um, I mean, I don't think it's going to do kind of, do you reckon it's going to do like, what? no, it won't do Aquaman level, will it? Uh, I don't think so. No, no, I don't, I don't think so, but I wish it did. Oh man, it deserves it. It deserves Mm, it. mm. Um, what it doesn't get in, um, in money, it may just end up getting in awards. Yes. Like Joaquin Phoenix just gets an Oscar for it. All right. Okay. So folks, those are your top five dead or alive. Let's check out what you can see on Blu-ray. And we got three from hell, which sounds pretty ominous, Deval. Tell me about this one. Yeah. Three from hell. Uh, Do you know Rob Zombie? Yes. He directed um, Last House on the Left. Uh, Yes. Yes. The the, the Uh, reboot or the remake or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he also directed, I mean, this film is a trilogy. Well, the third film in the line Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses. That's it. That's it. So this film is the third film in that sort of series. Uh, but yeah, Rob Zombie's been involved in lots of different horror projects and, and thrillers and stuff. And I think has worked with the likes of Tarantino and stuff like that. So yeah, this uh, yeah, so this film uh, it stars the same people as the, the sort of crazy people in Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. That's a crazy name, House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, corpses. 
Ugh, I must think. But, but think about it. Think, but look at who it's coming from. Someone called Rob Zombie. I know, I know. <laughs> that, that, that he's, he's got to have changed his name to that. No way can that be his real name. But you never know. You never know. Mm. Um, I didn't know this, but he's a musician as well. And he's part of oh. a band. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's very rock and <laughs> He's very rock and rolly, he is. Yeah, he loves rock it. and roll. Just... Yeah. But this film, yeah, it's a horror film. And uh, it's out on Blu-ray DVD. Uh, it's going to be more of the same uh, killings and and tortures and all kinds of stuff and and a bit of comedy in there as well. So yeah, interesting, interesting. And also, I didn't know this. I, well, I mean, I kind of now I know, but uh, he directed the two thousand and seven Halloween movie. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, there you go. I ain't seen that one. Which which I haven't seen it. Which is not part of canon now because yeah. of this new reboot that came out. So it's just all ignored. Uh, all right, okay, so that's three from hell. Go check that one out. The next movie, we kind of had a joke about this one. Uh, this is Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters. All I just kept thinking about was your review of it and the fact of <laughs> him standing at the bottom of the yeah. ocean. <laughs> What's he standing on? Exactly, exactly. I mean, come on, man. I mean, the film is spectacular. It is spectacular. The graphics look wicked. The fights, there's a lot more fights and a lot more monsters. It gives yeah. you what you, what it says on the tin, monsters, king of the monsters. So it's yeah. a decent film. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, there's some stupid like nonsense in there that I just, I, I couldn't get past. But apart from that, it's a decent film. If you can get it on download or rent or whatever, uh, then yeah, go for it. I reckon you'll have fun. You will have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we do know that there's going to be a uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, right? Yes, there is. It's coming out in 2020, actually. Coming out in not 2020, so that's not too long at all. Yeah, I think it's May 2020 or something like that. Yeah, so... Yeah, all right. Or March. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, okay. So um, what can people look forward to on the trailer front, mm-hmm. Devado? So I know you've got a couple of things put up on there. Can you tell us about these two? Yeah, so the first one is Lost in Space Season 2 which is mm. uh, season two, <laughs> which is season two. Lost in Space season one came out about a year or so ago. And uh, right. it's a remake of the, oh, when was when was that? Was it the 60s or 70s? The was, six, something like that. I yeah. think it's the 70s, I think. But the TV show uh, of the same name, Lost in Space, the Robinson family uh, go yeah. into space and they have all these adventures. And, uh, you know, they, yeah, Mr. Smith and then the robot things go tits up and they have to try and you know survive <laughs> and then there was a movie version of it which came out in 1997 starring, starring joey yes joey from friends yeah he was in it uh and a few other people were in it his names i can't remember but yeah it was it was a decent film actually i kind of liked it i went cinema for that one 97 and i kind of liked it yeah uh, so yeah so this is season two season one was actually quite good uh the family were quite modern uh and they were, yeah, still, still a family going into space. Don't ask me why that's happening, but it's happening. Um, um, uh, Dr. Smith was now a female and uh, the robot was there. The robot's very, 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 very futuristic and all kinds right. of shit happened. And in the trailer now, it looks like more shit is going down. I saw a big sort of dinosaur looking creature. All really? kinds of shit is going on. Yeah. So it looks like there's really some trouble for Lost in Space this season. I'm it's going to come out yeah. December 24th on Netflix. December 24th I'm going to be transparent I saw the first episode of season one and you know what Devout I couldn't get into it no okay mm. I just couldn't get into it I, I know they, they got stuck somewhere and there was like some ice thing and I was just like yeah. and then maybe something else and there was something else that must have just came up and then I've got to check it out again I've got to give it kind of like a few more episodes and you know 
just try and revisit that one. Yeah, it's worth a watch. I mean, it does take a bit of time to get yeah. into, but it, is, it is, does get better. Okay, all right, cool. And um, what's the other th- what's the other trailer that people can watch? Uh, Jungle Cruise, starring our very own uh, The Ruck, Dwayne Johnson, and Emily Blunt. And this is a it's a Jungle Cruise. They're on a ship, going through the jungle, uh, exploring. It's made by Disney, so you know what you know the tone already. Uh, sure. And they obviously they come across some villains in the jungle. Uh, and they need to try and escape. And <laughs> it just seems like a real swashbuckly type action adventure. You know, he's hang, swinging on zip lines, wearing the whole sort of, uh, you know, Indiana Jones type clothing. And oh. yeah, it, it seems it seems fun. It's, it does seem fun. Uh, so if you're into those kind of films, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean E type films, then go for sure. it. Sure. Sure. This sure. one's out yeah, in December yeah. as well. Okay, I'll check that one out. And when you think about it, Disney, obviously, they're banking on Dwayne The Rock Johnson because he's like obviously a massive star. Emily Blunt, huge star as well. Yeah. So combine those two together, the chemistry, you know what, could be another another big hit for Disney on their, on their hands. All right, okay, folks. So we're going to move on to Anniversary Corner. And this is the part of the show where we bring you a selection of movies which are having their birthday and we start off from 2009 so 10 years ago and this movie the international now devado i remember reading about this movie and saying to myself oh this looks really interesting it's got like a great cast you know it's intriguing it's like kind of like got this kind of kind of looks like a spy type of a thriller or 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 something sim of that ilk i never get to i never got around to watching it so what is the international about and you know what is it a happy birthday for it or is it just like oh let's shut it up and (laughs) 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 kind of i mean international stars uh clive owen and it's a film about espionage and you know right uh, and sort of uh, Interpol kind of organizations and stuff like that. And yeah. it's about uh, Clive Owen and it's what basically stars Clive Owen, Naomi Watts, came out in 2009, so he's 10 years old. And he's an Interpol agent who attempts to expose uh, high profile financial institutions like deals that are a bit shady. Right, and obviously you try and mess with the banks or these financial institutions that are weaved into all kinds of shady shit. They will come at you. So (laughs) basically, that's 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 the journey of this film. He's trying to uncover all kinds of shit with these with these banks and financial institutions, and they're trying to kill him. So this journey takes him to different countries around the world, around Europe, and it's a bit of a it's not it's not Jason Bourne, but I think it tries to be a little bit, Uh, but. It's an interesting kind of, you know, espionage type uh, thriller that, uh, but yeah, that, that's that's basically what is on the tin really. But it stars uh, Clive Owen, who actually is also in our film we'll talk about later, uh, Gemini Man. Yeah. And he kind of, he's an interesting character because I really liked him in The Children of Men. Yep. Sorry, Children of Men. Yep. And he's kind of got this, bro- he's this you know, this, this British actor, he's brooding, he's kind of got that look. He was up for uh, playing James Bond at one point. Oh, uh, okay. Obviously, I can see that. Yeah, he missed out. Yeah, he missed out on on, on it. Uh, and then obviously Daniel Craig got it. But I mean, yeah, now when, when I see trailers of him, I, I don't know, maybe he's just kind of not the same or he's not doing those roles anymore. And he's kind of like become, play, you know, playing second fiddle to, you know, 
for the likes of Will Smith, for example. But yeah, I wish I could kind of see him a bit more taking the lead. Um, talking to Will Smith, let's speak about a movie, one of his movies, a film which I really, really liked. This is back 2004. This is I, Robot. So Will Smith uh, and a young Shia LaBeouf is in this as well. Oh, yeah. Sheila Buff's in this one. But you know what? Great story. But the premise is basically where Will Smith, he plays a detective or he plays a, you know, a future copper and a maker of robots is killed. And then there's like a, like, you know, an investigation and who killed, you know, uh, you know, the scientist and, and Will Smith's character has to kind of figure out, was it a robot? You know, who was it? Who's, you know, who's behind all this? And yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's high tech. You know, it's a thriller. It's got action pieces. It's Will Smith. You know, he does a really good job in this. I, I quite liked it, actually. You know, for 2004, I thought the graphics were really good back then, if I can remember. I haven't seen it recently, so I don't know how well it's held up, Deval. Have you seen it recently? I haven't, but I do remember one scene in the film that's, that is really good, where he's in the sort of the, uh, the, the, the robot factory, and he's looking for one robot in particular that's got a bit of consciousness, hasn't it? But the robot yes. somehow got consciousness. And the robots are hiding with all the rest of the other robots in the production line. Will Smith's walking down, walking down, looking for it. And then all of a sudden you see this one robot kind of like, look, that was scary. That was scary. Yes. This, they, where they look menacing, right? It looks menacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you think because in, in, in that, that was 2004, 15 years ago. And, you know, right now it's society, they're trying to, bring in AI into every part of our lives and that AI is only going to develop and who knows if in the future we may have a situation like iRobot in 20 years time where AI has a glitch and it's you know it, it, it may it may develop you know some sort of uh, conscious or virus in which it has to defend itself against humanity because it sees humanity as a threat as the threat uh, you know age of ultron i know it's going a bit out of the way but age of ultron in avengers Skynet. i mean he saw ultron saw humanity as the threat on earth because human humanity is plaguing the planet you got extinction Rebe rebellion in the uk having you know yes i heard uh, about that. you know they're protesting about how humans are polluting the earth the amazon rainforest is being burnt all these things. And if I was an android, if I was a robot, I would see humanity as a plague <laughs> on the planet. So, you know, who's to say that they're not right? Exactly. We've got a bit of a, uh, we've got a bit of Thanos vibe going on here as well. I believe in Thanos, you know. <laughs> I, I believe in Thanos, even though it would like go against me living. Yeah. I believe in what he was doing in a way because he's, he was so not, he, it wasn't about him. You know, nah, if you nah, notice, wasn't. he wasn't, he wasn't going out killing people for, for pleasure. Ego. He was doing it for the greater good. He was, look, he was actually the most selfless person there was. Uh, and you know what? And at the end of it, in age of, uh, at Endgame, what was he doing? Where chilling. was he at the beginning of it? He was, yeah. he was on a farm. He's exactly making his soup. You know, he said at the end of it, <laughs> he didn't even use the, the stones to, for any personal gain. He, he was just destroyed them. He destroyed them. You see, look at that. Come on now. Who, who do you know with all the power in the universe would destroy it? They'll go that around just shows doing you, stuff. Man. He was that, chilling, having his was soup. Wicked. He wasn't even having a blooming four star, five star <laughs> meal in some flashy place. The guy had a farm, <laughs> ate, off, ate off the land, seasoned it with his yeah. salt. 
Just eating, chilling. No TV, no nothing. Man is proper. <laughs> no TV, no luxury. Lived, lived in That's a shed. That's so true, man. He's living like a We're in the same like clothes, bag- you know. Proper yeah, vegan clothes like- and all that as well. Man's proper just chilling, you know. <laughs> Thanos was chilling and they came and bothered him. They came and bothered him. Leave him alone. Chucked his head off. Let Thanos chill. Oh, I know, Bennett. man. That's funny. That's a really good point. Um, all right. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that was iRobot, folks. That's 15 years ago. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a, it's a decent movie. You'll be impressed. And directed by Alex Proyas, who directed The Crow and... Um, oh, is it? Oh, wow. Dark, yeah, like Dark City and stuff. Like, yeah, so really, really good director. All right, okay, so now another Will Smith movie. Now, this one was the movie that Will Smith made instead of The Matrix. So this is uh, from 20 years ago, 1999. This is Wild Wild, Wild Wild West. So Will Smith... Um, Oh shit, what was his name? Klein, something Kevin Klein. Is Ke- it? Kevin or? Klein, that's it. Is that the one? And you know what, Devaldo, you know what? I still have not seen this movie like from, you know, beginning to end. I haven't even seen the beginning and I ain't seen the end. I ain't seen any of it and I'm not going to, to be honest. I put it on here because All I know is- it is 20 years. Yeah. It's Will Smith. Yes. So, we, we, you know, Will Smith, we're going to talk about later on. But I'm glad he made this film. I think he's glad too. He even came out and said, He's glad he didn't do Matrix because it would have been ruined. Yes, yes. So you know what? On one hand, he in you know back in nineteen ninety nine, he's this massive, big, 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 huge movie star, and you know what? He gets offered the Matrix, and he's like, ah, no, I'm going to do this other one called Wild Wild West, where it, the Wild Wild West is like it's got it's a metal spider or something oh, from, from what I can remember it's just mm. like bad it's just bad but anyway go check that one out folks if you haven't seen it want to have a laugh and it's a Will Smith movie go watch it now this movie from 25 years ago is Deval mentioned it just earlier on in the show this movie is voted like you know you have these like you know the top 10 list the top 10 best movies you know of all time this movie is regularly voted like number one or number two or it's just kind of like roundabouts in there all the time it's always in those lists of movies as being the best movie ever made. And it's the Shawshank Redemption from 25 years ago. And this movie, Deval, man, it's just like hits people on so many different levels. You've got Tim Robbins, you've got Morgan Freeman, you've got a whole host of actors who I can't think of right now, but they all acted really, really well. And it's just this amazing story, isn't it? Feel good movie. Definitely. I mean, uh, is it Andy Dufresne? Uh, is the, the main it. guy, yeah, and just the, the story of how he obviously got into, he was in prison for something that was it something that he didn't do? He, no, he uh, didn't do. He got framed. He got framed. Oh my gosh, is that why his name's Andy Dufresne? Dufresne. <laughs> but yeah, uh, directed by Frank Darabont, who was heavily involved in The Walking Dead as well. Uh, Stephen yeah. King's story, which again links to one of the films we'll talk about later, and uh, yeah, this film is obviously always up there number one and number two best films the the scene where you know he escapes the prison has been copied a few times in different films uh, in prison break tv show copied it and it's just a top 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 film i mean imdb is number one out of 2.1 million reviews it's 9.3 so it's very, very much a good, a good film. If you haven't seen it, you got to take your time and just watch it one day. It's definitely worth. And it's like, what? It's just kind of like a. By the end of it, you're going to be like, wow, man, this is great. And 
I think at the time it, it didn't like I'm not sure if it did really well at the box office but then slowly word of mouth got around and people were like oh you gotta watch this yeah, movie and yeah. it's just kind of like it's like a, it's like a cult classic yeah. basically even Morgan um, Freeman himself said this is this is his favourite film yes he said that himself definitely so. Red his name's Red wasn't it Red in yeah, the, I think his name yeah. was Red uh, so yeah so go check definitely go check that movie out now this next movie Devalda oh my god talk about bringing one back from the dead this is from 30 years ago this is 1989 next of kin and I, I gotta say I mean I, I have not seen this movie but I remember it so clearly so vividly this is a Patrick Swayze movie and it was like a western or set in kind of like the time of the western or something and um starring yeah patrick swayze uh adam baldwin helen hunt bell bill pixton liam neeson and check mm. this out top cast ben stiller ben stiller shit shit exactly so um oh my gosh like Patrick Swayze, man, he was great. He was a great actor. He passed away maybe about four or five years ago. I don't know, maybe a bit longer than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he made some He made some good movies. And I remember this movie where he played like his brother gets killed. And then- In 2009, um, he died. 10 years ago. Same year as Michael wow. Jackson. Shit. Shit. Wow. Sorry. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, what is it? So he played, you know, his brother gets killed and then Liam Neeson and- uh, Patrick Swayze, they go in kind of like a revenge. So it's going to have like, you know, gunfights. It's going to have fist fights. It's going to be like, you know, a revenge movie, but definitely of that period of, of the, of the eighties, but set in an era where revenge and gunfights and fist fights was just like a natural thing during the Westerns. I love Westerns. I know you don't like them, no. but I mean, <laughs> there, there's definitely something about them devolved. They, they're kind of like the, they're like this visceral, there's that kind of, you know, man against nature type of thing about them. Yeah, I hate you saying. I mean, I'm not really a big fan, but I do appreciate it was either, uh, you know, the hustle of what they're trying to achieve. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, ah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, folks, that is your lot for Anniversary Corner. Go check those movies out. Some really good ones in there. And if you see them, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram or our Facebook page at The Flicksters and just share your thoughts. Okay, so now Deval is going to take us through at one of the uh, movies of the week uh, this week. And it stars, as you already can tell, Will Smith, Clive Owen. Um, uh, well, actually, Deval, go on. You, you just set it up for us. Tell us about Gemini Man and um, where, yep. you know, where, do we, where do we start? Yeah, so like you said, it stars Will Smith times two, uh, Clive Owen, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, and uh, Benedict Wong is also in the film as well, who we've ah. seen in uh, Doctor Strange and Avengers Infinity War, uh, directed by Ang Lee. Uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, Crouching Tiger, one of my favourite karate films, uh, Hulk from 2003. Oh, <laughs> you always yeah, laughing. Man, love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this film we spoke about in the news a few weeks ago, and the thing with this film that makes it that st makes it stand out. I mean, first of all, the the film is about uh, Will Smith's character. He's like a hitman, one of the best hit hitmen in history. He's able to at the beginning of the film, bit of a spoiler, you get to see him uh, shoot a target from two kilometers on a moving train. And Ooh. it's like, wow, who can do that, you know? So he's a really, really good hitman. Works for the, like a secret government organization. Uh, and 
he wants to retire because obviously he's getting he's getting on a bit, and also because all the kills have sort of got to him. He says it kind of got to his soul, you know, so he can't look in the mirror anymore because he just doesn't like who he's become after like sure. I think he's got seventy eight confirmed kills or something like that. He's a mass murderer, man. Shit. He's been killing 78 <laughs> people. He's a mass murderer. No one mentions that, you know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's got a lot of kills, so he can't do it anymore. So he wants to retire. So as he starts to retire, uh, obviously the government agency don't like the fact that he's he just retired and he's just out there chilling. Uh, he knows too much. So also they want him to still do the job because they've still got people to kill. <laughs> So they don't like that. So I don't know, without spoiling too much, the government agency are trying to do stuff to reverse that decision or to rectify that decision. And it puts Will Smith in a bad position, very bad position. So he's fighting to, you know, basically stay alive. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) he comes across Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, uh, who's a character who's also... Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but she's also a character in the film that's quite similar to Will Smith in a way. Uh, he comes right. across her okay. and they get wrapped up in some madness and they start to obviously try and survive together as you do. They're kind of rolling together kind of thing. And it comes to a point where Will Smith is attacked by someone. This person's got mad skill. Like Will Smith's skillful. Right. This person's got mad skill and agility. And... They, they come across this, they, 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 they sort of come to a, a head and they're fighting and then Will Smith realises, shit, this guy looks just like me. And he's like, what the heck is going on here? You know, this person, like he knows the person's moves almost as well because he kind of, there's a connection somehow. So he sees that this person looks just like him, but he doesn't know this person, uh, like obviously spoilers, I think everyone knows what Gemini Mind's about, but he doesn't know this person's a clone of himself. He thinks like, right. maybe he had a son, but he's like, no, I didn't have a son. And maybe Elizabeth <laughs> Weinstein's like, are you sure you didn't have a son somewhere? He said, yeah, I know I don't have a son. Because they all saw his face. He's like, shit, yeah. how can this be? So it takes a while before he realizes that obviously this is a clone. But uh, yeah, it's just mad. Like the, the, the clone, the graphics on the clone's face does look very much like Will Smith, but at times... The, the the graphics look a bit funny, <laughs> like the de the de aging stuff that Marvel do. I think is better. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's better. But that's de aging. Whereas this is, it's still de aging, but it's like twenty five years de age because this person is meant to be twenty four. Will Smith is like fifty one in the film, which he actually is in real life. Right. Okay. Uh, so okay. there's certain parts where it looks computerized. You can kind of see it, especially at the end. It looks really bad at the end. But during what, the film, like kind of Matrix type. Nah, it just looks really bad. Like, just you can blatantly see this person is not real at the end. Oh, shit. But during the film, you don't get to see that too, too much, even though it just looks a bit funny sometimes. But uh, the actual action in the film, some, just some good action set pieces. There was one action set piece that they said took six months. Uh, what? I think, I, think, I think that's exaggerating. But yeah, there's some good, good action set pieces. Uh, and well, like Mission Impossible level, or yeah, kind of thing, yeah, like, like proper close okay. hand to hand uh, fights. Obviously, the same character is doing these hand to hand fights, and there's some scenes with motorbikes, like rolling, uh, driving on on rooftops, 
Uh, there's some good shooting scenes as well, a bit like bit of gung fu, like uh, like John Wick. Yeah. Uh, there's some good action in it. There's some good action. There's some good action. But for me, the the main thing with this film and the reason why I actually went to go and see it was because this film was shot in uh, like like I think HDR 4K. Uh, 120 frames per second. Yeah, so t- tell us a bit more about this. Yeah, so usually films are f- uh, shot in like 25 frames per second or 30 frames per second. And a frame is the amount of, because like, you know, film isn't a constant. It's a flickering of images that happen mm. fast, around 30 frames per second, but the human eye can't pick that up. So you think as a constant image you're seeing, whereas rather you're seeing like a constant flickering of an image on a screen. Mm. Uh, but this has been filmed at 120 uh, frames per second uh, and it makes for a very smooth, almost realistic image. Oh. So when I watched it, it looked better than HD. It looked like certain scenes, especially like when it was like the oceans and stuff like that, like really vast landscapes, it looked weird as in like it looked like I was there. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, Shit. it looked like I was there. That, that looked a bit weird. It kind of looked like, you know, when you record something on your phone and yes. it looks really clear. Yes. It kind of looked like that in a weird way because usually Damn. cinema has a certain feel to it. Cinema has a certain yeah. like yeah. gloss on the screen. This didn't have that. This looked like, this just looked really crystal clear. You know, and uh, I liked it, but it did look kind of weird because I wasn't used to it. So the, sure. the, the action so, scenes were clearer and smoother and stuff like that. You know, fast action was smoother. So I did notice it. I did notice it. Yeah. So do, do you think this is going to be the future now? So we are going to see like more 120 frames per second movies? I think it could happen. Is it just for, just for action movies? I think it could happen for, for certain movies that like they want to really highlight the maybe special effects or action or stuff like that. But I don't think every movie needs to be this way. But, you know, years sure. ago, years ago, when HD first came out, you know, some people didn't use it. And then now it's a, it's a standard thing. Yeah. So technology is always going to dictate, you know, where things go. But yeah, it was different. And uh, I, saw, I saw it in 3D as well. 3D didn't really need to happen, but it just was 3D. But yeah, it was very, right. very different. Very, very clear. Very clear. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. So in terms, like in terms of like putting it up there with other Will Smith movies, I mean, you know, where would you say this ranks? Uh, mediocre. I mean, it was it was decent film. It was okay, but I wouldn't say it was a great film. You know, it wasn't great. I'm even surprised it was even Ang Lee. It didn't have any Ang Lee signatures at all. Surpri- I'm so totally yeah. surprised as well. Yeah. I, I just didn't see it as an Ang I forgot. Until until the film finished, I forgot it was Ang Lee. Uh, you know, the, the Ang Lee sort of music and sort of soft storytelling and character connection, that wasn't really there. This was just an action film that, you know, right. that just done its job. Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein was good. She's a bit like Black Widow in the film. She can fight uh, and okay. stuff and she can, she can handle herself and, you know, her intelligence and all that kind of stuff. She's good. Uh, and Benedict Wong is like a, a bit of a helper kind of guy in the film. He's sure, the sort of sure. guy that sort of helps with Will Smith's tech and transportation and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Luke Wilson. What's his name again? 
Clive Owen? Clive Owen, sorry, yeah. Clive Owen is a baddie. He's the person that was involved oh, he's the baddie, in right, the okay. cloning program. So they cloned Will Smith uh, and wanted someone younger for when he was hired. Uh, but there's more to the story than that. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, the clone is uh, is a person. He's not just a, a shell. He himself is a person as well. So there's an emotional weight to that as well that that's got to be dealt with. Wow. So so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 I think it's I don't know. It's worth if you're going to see it, only see it in the 120, uh, you know, way that it's being filmed, just so you can see the difference. Right. Okay. To see it normally, you will enjoy the film, but. You know, I think see it in the way it was meant to be seen, if possible. Definitely. Okay. Okay, and there's meant to be an so end many... of credit scene. There's meant to be an end of credit scene, but I didn't know and I left. So I'm not even sure what oh, it was. Shit. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. So that means that what, this sets up a sequel then or something? I think so, yeah. I think I think it's supposed to sort of make you think how many clones were made, I think. Ah. Yeah. So there's probably more than one Will yeah, Smith. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right, so how many how many Will Smiths are you giving this? How many clones? I'll give it a six. Yeah. You give six. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's really six. interesting. Six so, and a half. Um, it was okay. Six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a wasted okay. journey, but if I didn't see it in one twenty uh frames, then I wouldn't have bothered. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I gotta check this out. I mean, because I wanna see what it looks like at, you know, 120 frames per second yeah. and you know, I'm a fan of Will Smith. I'm a fan of Ang Lee. And it's just kind of, yeah, man. Yeah, I've kind of read the reviews that I've kind of read, you know, where, it, you know, they've said it's, yeah, it is mediocre. Exactly what you said. You know, it's just like people were surprised that Ang Lee went for a movie like this. Yeah. I guess, I guess you know, you got to get paid, innit? You know, <laughs> got to put food on the table. Okay, so... um Folks, that's Gemini Man. Go go out there and check it out. Let us know what you think. Is it worth it? You know, what did you think about the whole 120 frames per second? You know, did it make a difference? Do you reckon we're going to see more movies at 120 frames per second? In the meantime, we've got one more review for you. Yep. Deval, now this next movie, this this just recently dropped on Netflix, right? And you spoke about this before. This is a Stephen King and Son movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. it's a... Uh, it's, it's yeah, written by Stephen King and his son. And just remind us again, who's his son? His son is uh, Joe Hill. Joe Hill is, is his... But you know, it made me think, actually. It's a good thing that he changed his name to Joe Hill, or Hill, because if his name was... If he, if he kept it King, what would that mean? Uh, Joe King. Joe King. Holy shit, you're absolutely right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And maybe that's what he thought about. He's like, shit, I can't be called joking. <laughs> exactly. Who are you? I'm joking. Uh, you're joking. What are you joking about? I'm joking. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is no joke. Get out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So this next movie is called In the Long Grass and it kind of dropped on on Netflix over the weekend. And uh, Devout, can you tell us about this movie and what did you think about it? Yeah, I liked it. You know, I actually did like it. Uh, I... Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> uh, in the, in, yeah, because we spoke about this a few weeks ago when the trailer came out. <laughs> now, I'm surprised, yeah, actually. Yeah. It was better than I thought. It was better. I enjoyed this more than Gemini Man. It was better than I thought. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so uh, it's a film about tall grass and uh, basically a couple are 
well, not a couple, two people are driving across, you know, America, and they come across, they, they, they sort of stop their car to have a break because it's a long journey. And they stop by the tall grass uh, and they, they get out of the car, stretch their legs. Uh, one of them is pregnant, uh, I think about six months, and the other person's her brother. And they stand by the tall grass and they start hearing voices. And we're like, hold on a second, What's, can you hear this? Can you hear it? They can both hear it. It sounds like a, a kid is calling for help. Damn the it. kid is calling for help. And they're like, shit, there's a kid in there. So they want to go and explore. Big mistake. Basically, <laughs> once they go into the tall grass, it's all tits up in the worst way. Oh, shit. The tall grass is a, it's just, it's, it's alive. The tall grass is just, it's a demon. I don't know, it's weird. It's like, it's just, once you, once you go in there, it takes you. That's it. The tall grass right. takes you. And, uh, this film stars uh, Patrick Wilson, who's been in like, you know, uh, Aquaman. Con Conjuring, Aquaman and so on. Uh, been in uh, Watchmen. It also stars uh, Laisla de Oliveira. Uh, I've not really seen oh. her. I've not really seen her before. She's been in, uh, you know, some other films, but not really seen her in anything big. Also stars Avery Whitted. Again, not really seen him anything in anything big, uh, but yeah, it's a decent film, decent decent film, and uh, as you can imagine, from any sort of Stephen King type situation, it's weird. It just gets weird by the minute. So they, they basically in the tall grass. They hear this kid's this kid's voice, and they they're in there. They lose each other somehow. They lose each other. Damn. So they like oh shit. They can hear each other though, and they say okay then because the grass is quite tall you can't see on top of it so they have a good idea they say okay jump so that we can see just above it and i can see where you are then i can walk to you good idea so they both jump on free and they see they're not so far apart they're like oh there you are so they jump again and the second <laughs> yeah. time they jump guess what happens they're like the miles apart. yes oh my gosh oh, and that's in the space of half a second they just, they jump again, they're like, oh shit. And then the music changes. Then they realize shit is like, it's just not happening. And then they start hearing more oh voices. They start seeing dead bodies in there uh, at different levels of deterioration. And this film starts, the rabbit hole gets deeper and deeper because they actually meet this young boy. The young boy's weird anyway. He tries to help them. And uh, Luke Will, uh, Patrick Wilson gets involved it's just weird. And then you start realizing that time is not linear in the tall grass. Ah. Time is not linear because then one of them sees their own dead body. And they're like, what? It's mad. Oh, yeah. Right. And then a bit, a bit uh, further on into the film, someone comes looking for them. Cause it turns out that they've been missing for two months. What? Yeah. So he comes out looking for them and he goes into the tall grass himself. As he gets towards the tall grass, he sees a bunch of cars at this church, which is just across the road from the tall grass. And that tells the audience that the bunch of cars are enough people that have stopped <laughs> in the past to, oh to have a rest. My. Exactly. And then he sees uh, the people he's looking for was actually his ex-partner who's pregnant he's the dad he sees their car and think oh shit they've gone into this all grass so he goes in there and it turns out mad 
He, yeah, oh, it's shit. Like, t- I time it, is not linear. It's all weird. It's really weird. And there's something in the tall grass that explains everything in a sort of weird way. So you got to watch right, it to okay. find out. I'm not going to spoil it, but in the tall grass is a very weird, uh, non-linear horror slash sci-fi drama thriller that will keep you guessing. And yeah, it's just weird, man. Honestly, it's weird. I like I, I okay. like the way it just plays with time as well. It does it, yeah. does it quite yeah, well. It sounds really interesting. Yeah. And what what can you say about the kind of the the father and son team up? Do you reckon we're going to see more of this? I think so. Yeah, from the sounds of it, they've got some more projects that could be made into films because they've written. I think the, the 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 son is obviously trying to carve out his own career. So he's doing most stuff by himself, sure. but I think now and again they collaborate. So I don't think we're going to see it often, but now and again we may see a collaboration. Yeah, man, this is this sounds really interesting. And again, I mean Netflix, like you know what they are just snapping up these, you know these movies, and um, yeah, I just think it's great the fact that I can now, after hearing your review of it, be like, oh. I'm just going to kind of switch on Netflix and I'm going to go and watch this movie right now. I just think it's absolutely amazing. So folks go out and do the same. You know, you heard Deval, it's a weird, interesting, you know, movie, you know, written by kind of like a horror maestro, Stephen King and his, you know, and his son. Um, so yeah, sounds really good. Out of 10, what would you give this movie? Uh, I was going to say how many blades of grass <laughs> would you give it? But... I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. It's all right. It's good. Okay. Mm, give it a seven. That is actually really good. Mm, decent. Okay, so Devaldo, we have got time for a hidden gem. Mm. So folks, stick around and uh, listen to what Deval has got to offer up. Yep, so this week's hidden gem is going to be a film called Don't Let Go. Mm. Don't Let Go. Uh, so Don't Let Go is a film starring... Uh, it's actually starring... What's his name again? Uh, David Oyel... I can never pronounce it. David Oyelowo. Uh, yes. Oyelowo. Yes, I know. Oyelowo. 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 Yeah, it's a British actor, Nigerian, British. Uh, and he's been in many films. He did a Selma with, uh, starring as Martin Luther King. Uh, he's been in many films before. Uh, Dawn on the Planet of the Apes. He was in that. Uh, also stars... Yes, he was. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. He's, he's popping up in everything these days, man. Everything. Everything. Man. everything. Uh, also stars Alfred Molina, who is Dr. Octopus. Octopus. Jinx, you can't talk. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> also stars Storm Reed, who's got a big role in this film. She was in uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, Storm Reed was a uh, young actress, really up and coming, really good. Uh, yeah, this is a really, really good film. Uh, so... Oh my god! I just just sorry. Let me just quickly interrupt you. I just have a look at the cast members, and there's a guy called Byron Mann. He was Ryu in Street Fighter. Oh shit! Was he? Oh yeah. He's in this movie, and he's in Wu Assassins as well, which is on Netflix at the moment. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. So this film. Yeah. This this film again. It's basically the story of uh, Stormweed, who uh, her parents. Uh, they were in a bit of tr- a bit of trouble actually. They were in a bit of trouble. Dad used to be on a bit of a mad one, and he straightened his life out. Uh, and somehow trouble still came their way. Basically, uh, someone came into their house. Oh, I'm going to do spoilers, aren't I? Yeah. So something really happens in their family. Someone come, someone comes into their house and kills them. Mm. Shoots the parents and shoots Storm Reed. 
They all die. Shit. I know she's, she's a teenager. All die. And uh, David, oh yellow, oh yeah. Dave, let's say let's say David, yeah. yeah <laughs> David's David. character. Uh, he's actually a cop, I believe. Yeah, he's a cop, and he obviously is, is shattered because the the dad is his brother. The dad that dies right. is his brother. Oh, th- yeah, so right. Okay. The dad, the mum, and the, the young girl Storm Reed. That's her brother. His brother. So he's shattered by that, and he doesn't want to let it go. He wants to investigate and find out what happened. So the, the weird thing about this film, the good weird thing about this film is that uh, as he's investigating, he gets a phone call from his niece. His niece, Storm Reed, who was killed in the tragedy, she calls him on his phone. And he's like, what? shit, hold yeah. on. She's dead. Like, how's she calling me? So it happens a couple of times. He doesn't answer. Then he answers and then it's her. She's like, oh, uncle, how you doing? No, no, no. And he's like, what? It sounds like a, he, he thinks he's going mad. So yeah. he takes the phone call and he's like, huh? Doesn't know what's going on. Happens a few times. And then he realizes, shit, he does some tests to re- to make sure that it's actually real. It's not like a recording or nothing like that. So he goes to the house and he says to her, okay, uh, get a spray can, go to the garage and draw an X on the garage. Yeah, so she draws an X on the... You don't see it happening because he turns his back on it. But she draws an X on the garage door. And then when he turns his back and opens the garage, the X is there. So one second it wasn't. Then once he says, do it, it's there. So he's like, shit. How did that... That means like, basically what's happening is that she's in the past and he's in the future where she died. So anything that she does in the past can affect the future. There's one scene where he's in a restaurant and he says to her, you're chewing chewing gum, stick your chewing gum under the the table. And she does it. And then he looks under the table and the chewing gum's there. It's like, it's weird. It's time. It's time. So anything, anything that I think she's like two weeks in the past. Right. Yeah. Before she died. So they try and, do stuff to make sure that she doesn't get killed. It's weird. It's mad, but it's good weird. I've got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy shit. one. But uh, yeah, it's just it's mad. It's like so many things happen, and you know, there's, there's one. I think he tries something and it, it fails, and she does die. And then luckily he's able to try again. It's weird, but he they, they can try again because it's like a loop. They're stuck in a loop. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird, man. So you, you'll never think from the this title, is... this has got to do with time, but it's got, it's got time yeah. in, in, in involved in it. It's weird, man, but it's a good film. It's a good film, decent film. And and this is this is a Blumhouse production? Yes, exactly. Jason Blum is involved, yeah. Now, can I get this on Netflix or anything? I saw this because that moment in the UK is Black History Month. So I've gone to see a couple of films that are involved in Black History Month. And this was one of them. Yeah. That was in, uh, they showed this in a cinema in sort of like a special release. So I don't, nice. it's not at the moment in, uh, it's not in every cinema actually, because it's not like a massive national release. It's sure. not on Netflix. Sure. So you're going to have to find it another way. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, if you can find it, it's a decent, decent film, decent film. I'm not going to spoil how things go down because sure. it's worth sure. watching. But it's a decent film. I'll give it a seven and a, a seven and a half. Nice. Yeah, good acting. It's, yeah, it sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, man, you know me. I'm a sucker for those time loop stuff. Yeah, I know. And yeah. Like 
anything with time with timey wimey stuff, man. I'm gonna be involved. I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna this is going on my watch list. All right, so um folks, go check out uh Gemini Man, go check out In the Tall Grass, and if you can find uh Don't Let Go, please go check that movie out and let yep. us know what you think. So um folks, I think that's about it. That's all we got time for this week. But please do check in with us again next week because we'll have another episode for you to to listen to. And uh, we'll be bringing you some film news, some film reviews, some anniversary corner. And we will be chucking in a hidden gem for you as well. So uh, keep it locked, keep it real. And uh, yeah, um, stick with us. Definitely. Peace out, guys. Till next time. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Just pop in the Flicksters podcast.